I've already cried from the kids singing, which were so beautiful. You all do good job making babies. They are pretty, pretty kids. Good job. Um, but from the moment they started singing, I started crying. Man, being a mom is amazing. And uh, it's made up of some incredible, incredible moments. But before I get to take the opportunity to do something a little out of the ordinary today, before we get into talking about moms, um, my husband, your campus pastor, um, finished school this weekend. He graduated from seminary with his master's in theology, all while pastoring, having four children and a wife to take care of. I am so proud of you. Good job. Well, motherhood is made up of some unbelievable moments. I guess if you've ever been pregnant or if you have a baby um, in this room, you probably remember the first time you found out you were expecting, whether that was an exciting moment or an uh (laughs) uh-oh kind of moment where you think, what have I done? You probably remember that moment. Maybe for you, it was the moment you heard the heartbeat for the first time. Maybe for you, it was the moment you found out you were having a boy or a girl. My husband and I have four children. We have Cooper, who is eight. Branson is six. Tucker will be four next Sunday. And Kenley Grace is 21 months. And I remember the day we found out Kenley Grace was a girl. Now, I have to say, my husband and I always wanted four kids. I actually wanted like 24. My husband cut me off at four. Um, So we only have four children. Um, They are a wonderful blessing, and we didn't care what gender they were. We really were just trying for a baby, not boy or girl. But I remember the day uh, we found out Kenley Grace was a girl amongst this boy world. I think they have a little clip of it. It was on Branson's birthday that we found out. There's baby's hand. Is she or he moving? Yes, your baby's other hand. Yes, yeah, just quiet right now, but I bet we're going to be moving. All right, so what did we want to get for your birthday? Can I tell everybody? Yes, please. A girl. You think you got a girl for your birthday? Yeah. Guess what? You got a girl for your birthday? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> did you know that? That was an exciting moment in the Isaacs household. Those little boys wanted a little girl. And it was a fun moment. Maybe for you, it's the moment you took your kid to kindergarten. And that just shouldn't have to happen. That's just an awful moment. I cried all the way out of the school. I was a blubbering mess. That's just a heartbreaking moment. So kindergarten, maybe for you, it was when your child got their driver's license. I think that there were some birthdays this week of kids getting their driver's license. So I'm sure you're worried praying mothers are here today with you. So maybe it's the moment your kid got their driver's license. Maybe it's the moment that your child graduated from high school. Uh, Maybe it's the moment they told you or you had to take them to college and unload all their dorm stuff and drive away again crying. Maybe it was the moment um, that you found out they were getting married or the moment that your baby had a moment. Motherhood is filled with moments. Maybe for you, it didn't look like having a baby. Maybe yours was an adoption story. And it was the moment that you got the phone call that you were accepted um, to have a baby in your house. Or maybe it was the moment that you got the phone call that there was a baby in need of a good home, and you got to be a mama, and you remember that phone call. Motherhood is made up of lots of unbelievable moments. But then there are the moments in the ordinary parts of our day. They're what I like to call non-baby book moments. You know, we have a lot of baby book moments. How much your child weighs the first time you saw your baby. Um, when you took them to kindergarten, they, they took their first steps. I think I saw um, Rebecca has a baby here, and she had her te- first steps this week, I believe. Um, cool moments, birth book moments, baby book moments. 
But then there are the moments in the ordinary days of our life that our kids are watching us. They're learning so much about themselves, about who we are, and about the love of Christ and how much Christ loves them. It's in the ordinary moments of our day that our kids learn about about relationships. It's in the ordinary moments of our day that they learn about a relationship with Christ. It's in the ordinary moments of the day that make up the moments, make up the hours, and the hours make up the days, and the days make up the years. And all of these ordinary moments build to these big moments. And being a mother is full of those moments. But we have an incredible opportunity as mothers to share the love of Christ to our kids in those moments when we are frazzled, when they have disobeyed. I always see this picture of moms like with backpacks and diaper bags all over themselves and shoving kids out the door and trying to get to the car without losing their mind, making sure kids have their shoes on. In those moments where they look at you and they understand an undescribable, unconditional type of love. But in order for us to show that kind of love to our kids, we first have to understand that Christ loves us in a deep, real, and personal way. If you will, if you have your Bible, you can turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3. And it says this, God told them, I've never quit loving you. And I never will expect love, love, and more love. It's short and sweet. Let's read it again. This is what it says. I'm reading from the message translation. If yours is a little different. And it says this. God told them, I've never quit loving you. And I never will. Expect love, love, and more love. And I'm sure today you're thinking, I can't believe I got all of my kids ready and came out to hear that Jesus loves me. I already know that. I've heard it a hundred times. And I'm sure when you were a child, you were in your Bible study class if you grew up in church. Or maybe you just heard somebody singing it. Maybe you never have. But I would think for the most part, most of us have sang or heard this song. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. And it sounds so simple and something that we should all understand and that we should all know. Yet we live in a world that doesn't show this unconditional, never quitting, never ending kind of love. It's absolutely the exact opposite. We live in a world that shows us conditional love. So we get in our lives this idea that Christ's love for us is based on all of these acts of do's and don'ts and rights and wrongs. And read your Bible today, and if you're not, he loves you less. Or if I mess up today, he loves me less. Or if I do it right today, he loves me more. And we have this like criteria and this line that as long as I meet these expectations, Christ loves me. And that's not what the Bible says. It's exactly the opposite. The Bible says that he loves you. He'll never quit loving you. He'll always love you. You can expect love, love, and more love. But earthly relationships teach us that it's conditional love. So we learn that if you're in a relationship and you have to look a certain way to have my love. Or you have to act a certain way for me to love you. Or as long as you meet all of my needs in this area, I'll keep loving you. But as soon as you fail to meet those needs, then my love stops. And we learn to look at the love of Christ that way. And that's not what it is. And as moms, that's such a big deal 
because we have these little ones following us around. Or maybe yours aren't little anymore and they're in college and they're watching what you do. Or maybe you have grandchildren in your life. They're watching you and looking at you to understand what the love of Christ in their life looks like and is. But we first, as parents and as mothers, have to understand the unconditional, unwavering, never-ending love of Christ so that we can show that same love to our kids. You know, our children watch us day in and day out. They watch everything that we do. They watch the way we react if you're married to your spouse. They watch the way that you discipline them and how you respond to them in those moments. They watch everything that we do. And as parents, we have to understand the love of Christ in our life so that we can demonstrate that same unconditional love to our kids. You know, I said a second ago, I have an eight-year-old, a a six-year-old, an almost four-year-old, and a two-year-old. My gosh, I can't even keep all their ages straight. There's so many of them. But they're all different ages. But one day, my kids will be 28, and they'll be 26, and they'll be 24, and almost 22. And I want them to understand the love of Christ in such a real way because they had a pretty good earthly, failing at moments example of love, but an unconditional love of Christ. You know, some of us had this idea of love of Christ that as long as you, or this idea our parents might have taught us or showed us if you grew up in a home that wasn't filled with the love of Christ, that like you had to make certain grades in order for your, for your parents to love you. Or you had to act a certain way. I think it's inevitable if you have children that one day you're going to look at your kids and say, I taught you better than that. How did you do that? But it's in those moments that I want my kids to look at me and say, she never stopped loving me. She just loves me. I want to be the type of mom that my kids understand an unconditional love of Christ because they've seen that same unconditional love in me as a parent. Now, that doesn't mean lack of discipline. It means being aware of the way we discipline. It means not belittling or berating. It means teaching them that I love them whether they get it all right or whether they screw it up. It means that I love them when they embarrass me in public and humiliate me and I drag them out of the store screaming. That even in those moments when I'm frustrated that they know that there is nothing that they can do. There is no mistake too big. There is nothing that they could do that's too bad that would ever make me as their mama stop loving them. I want to live out this verse for our kids that this Bible tells me about Jesus and his love for me is that I just love you. I'll never quit loving you. You can expect love, love, and more love. And even when you disappoint or even when you fail to meet expectations or standards that I've set. And I know you can make an A, but you brought home an F. That in those moments, they still know that I just love them. But it's hard for us as parents to live that out for our children if we first don't understand that love for ourselves. It's a love that we have to know that's so real, that's not a conditional love, but it's an unconditional love for our Father. So that one day... I live that out loud in my home and around the people I'm with and my neighbors so that one day when Cooper or Branson 
Tucker or Kinley are reading and they come across the scripture about the love of Christ, that it's not too hard for them to understand that Christ just loves them, good, bad, and ugly, regardless of past mistakes, present mistakes, or future mistakes, that Christ just loves them. And then they can be that example to their children and their children's children and their grandchildren, so on and so forth, that the love of Christ in our family and in our home and in our children just becomes this real thing that it's not based on works. It's not based on acts. It's not based on right behavior. It just is because we love them. My husband's mom was young when she got married. She was 16 years old. Imagine if you have a 16-year-old allowing them to get married. I would be like, uh, no, (laughs) absolutely not. But she was 16 years old. She had the permission of her parents. She got married at 16. She had Jeremy at 18 and his brother at 21. She was a young mother, and so that made her a very young grandmother. And at the age of 48 years old, 46 years old, I'm sorry, she was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. It was a heartbreaking, heartbreaking time for our family. But his mom did an incredible job at understanding the love of Christ that he had for her and then demonstrating that to family, and not just family and not just children, but the people around her. She was unbelievable at that. But she was good at sending gifts. And so when Jeremy was in college, she would send her. If you have college students, I'm sure you've done this, where you send care packages or gifts or gift cards. And so he's an avid reader. So he would go to the, to the mailbox and he would see like the newest David Grisham book. He loves David Grisham. John Grisham, I'm sorry. David Baldacci, is that right? David Baldacci and John Grisham. So he would get those new books and he would read them. Sometimes he would go to the mailbox and there would be gift cards for restaurants. And then his favorite kind of gift, he'd go, there would be a card. And he wouldn't really read the card. He would open it just to find the money that was inside the card so he could eat that day. I don't know a college student that just doesn't love, love money. But one day he went to the mailbox and this was in his mailbox. She did this stuff all the time. If you don't know anything about this book, it's called I Love You, and it's this idea of this mom and having this little boy, and this boy wreaks havoc his whole life. Like, he's in the bathroom, he's destroying things, and then as a teenager, he comes like this punk rock kind of guy, and on and on and on. But at night, at the end of each little scene in this book, the mom grabs the little boy, and she rocks him, and she says, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. It's a great book. And so he went to the mailbox and he had this in the mailbox and he opened it. And imagine if you are a college student, especially a guy, I think a girl may appreciate it. They'd be, oh, that's really sweet, mom. Thanks. But I think if you're a guy and you open this, you're thinking, what the heck am I supposed to do with this? Like, where's the money, mom? What? Thankfully, he had enough sense about him that he stuck this on, you know, the bookshelf, having no idea that it was one day going to be a valuable piece in our home. But in the book, he wrote, uh, his mom wrote to him, I'll love you forever. You'll always be my baby. Becoming your mom was the greatest joy of my life. And it's such a sweet, sweet book. And so he had this on his shelf and his mom got sick. And at the end of this book, if you've read the book, at the end of the book, the mom gets old. She gets frail and fragile. At the end of the book, she's too young or too old to take care of herself. And the son comes in and holds the mom. And as she's holding the mom, he says, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my mama, you'll be. And so my husband's mom got sick and she passed away. And they asked, her one request was that her two sons preached her funeral. So my husband, I was a heartbroken wife sitting on the front row 
of his mom's funeral. And it was such a beautiful presentation of who she was. And he stood up there and he did an amazing job at talking about his mom and all the things that she was good at. And the fact that she lived a life that so exemplified the love of Christ that now he was better able to understand the love of Christ in his own life and just told this beautiful story. And at the end of it, he pulled out this book that his mom had sent him years prior. And he holds it and he's standing over his mom's um, casket. And he finishes and he looks down and he says, Mom, I love you forever. I like you for always. As long as I'm living, my, my mama you'll be. It was heart-wrenching, but such a powerful moment of an example of a life well-lived of a mama who demonstrated the love of Christ in such a way that her son stood there and said, not only do I know and not only have I accepted the love of Christ in my life, but you did a good job and you loved me. And now I can stand here and say, I know without a doubt that you had an unconditional love for me. And now I love you. I'll always love you. I'll never stop loving you. You'll always be my mama. I think that Ephesians Chapter 5 probably best sums up what I'm talking about today. And it says this. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. You see, this is a perfect example, a perfect picture. He even calls us dear children. It's this perfect example of Heavenly Father giving out, pouring out his unconditional love for his children. And then he goes on to tell us, you are to imitate this. It's the idea is, as I have loved you, so go and love the people around you and imitate it in everything that you do. Moms, that's a big deal. Because we've got little ones watching us and we should live a love that exemplifies Christ. That tells them there's nothing you could ever do that would ever make me stop loving you. Doesn't mean that I don't expect more from you. Doesn't mean that I don't expect great things. But there's nothing you could do that would ever make me stop loving you. But we first have to come to the understanding that Christ just loves you. It doesn't matter any mistake you've ever made. It doesn't matter any part of the past that you're not proud of. Jesus just loves you. It doesn't matter how you're currently living, the lifestyle that you're leading. Christ says to you, I just love you. I always have. I'll always will. There's nothing that will ever make me stop loving you. You can expect love, love and more love. There's nothing you'll do in your present, your future, that he won't know about. And that he already just says to you, I love you anyway. I'll always love you. I'll never stop loving you. We first have to grasp that as parents. That we just understand the love, the unconditional love of Christ for us in our lives. So my prayer for you today is that if you don't know the love of Christ, that you would so experience that in your heart today that you can't get away from it, that you would experience that love, and that as you begin to know and understand and grasp this unconditional, not a conditional love, not based on anything you could ever do to earn it, but an unconditional love of Christ, 
that man, it would flow out of you and your kids would recognize it and they would learn more about the love of Christ in their life. And one day as they get bigger, they'll look back and say, man, she didn't do it all right. She made some mistakes, but man, she just loved me. And now I understand better the love of Christ in my life. So my prayer is that you understand in such a great, deep, real way, the love of Christ for you in your life. The second thing is, is I hope that you find ways in the ordinary moments, not the big baby storybook moments, but the everyday moments to let your kids know how much you love them, how proud you are of them, how glad you are that they're yours and that they made you a mama and that you get to celebrate today, whether that is notes in their lunchbox as you make their lunches every morning tirelessly running out of ideas to even stick in that stinking thing i never know what to put in the lunchbox but that you'll put a note in there that just reminds them while they're eating with their friends that you just love them and you always will maybe for you it's a book in the mail to your college student that you used to read to them as a child that may not make any sense at the moment but one day when they have their own children they'll look and say man she loved me She just really, really loved me. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. And I thank you for all the things it represents. From us who are biological mothers, have our own children, to those who just live an example to the people around them and and show the love of Christ. I thank you for what this day means. I thank you for the four little children that live in my home that have made me a mama. My prayer is, is that as a mom and as the people in this room sit here, that we will honor you in the way that we raise those little ones. That even in our frustration, that we would honor you. Even in our heartbreak or disappointed moments when we know that they can do better than that, that we will show them an unconditional love for them, that they know that we just love them. Thank you for them. Help us to raise godly men and women. Men and women that love your word and read your word and follow you. Help us to be a good example of what that looks like in our home. I pray, Father, that if there are those in this room today that don't know the powerful, unconditional unwavering love of Christ that you would so fill their hearts with your love today Father that they would experience you in such a deep and real way and that you will remind them that there is nothing they could ever do to deserve it or earn it that you just love them I thank you for what today means thank you for what it represents I thank you for the opportunity to speak to moms I'm absolutely no expert in mess up more days than I get it right. But I thank you for the opportunity. I ask that you would protect our children, that you would keep them healthy and safe. I ask that you would protect and guard and guide their lives, that you would protect us as their parents, that you would have us live a life that creates this huge heritage of kids and women and and men that just love you. We ask all of these things in the powerful name of of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Didn't she do a good job?
you you wouldn't know it, but she was a nervous wreck. Like she hasn't slept all week long. For Mother's Day, we just gave her sleep tonight. It's just what we gave her. I'm so proud of her. She did an incredible, incredible job. And my prayer for you that are moms in the room is that you live that out. And that, that begins with just knowing the love of God. Knowing that he loves you and that he loved you before you could do anything to earn it. And so we, we pray that even if you're not a mom, if you're a dad. I think I told one of the guys that was walking in getting one of those uh, women's Bible study things. You can't go to that. But uh, we pray that for you too. People of all ages, no matter how you came in, that you know the love of God. It is unconditional. And that then as you experience that in your life, then you are able to give that away to others.